0: The chairperson of the board, Mrs. Chandradevi Panikachalam, the members of the board, the principal, the vice principals, the faculty, my old friend, Mr. Murligaran, and most of all the graduating students and their parents. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me, and I am very happy to be here today with you. I came and spoke here. I in Tamil. I but the people who are not in the world are not able to talk about that. If you can't talk I But in keeping with the rest of the speakers and uh, the general tone of this event, I'll switch back to English. You know, as a minister, one gets invited to a lot of functions. Uh, of course, as a politician, it is our job to engage with society in as many ways possible. The people elect us, and it is our job to constantly be in touch with the people. But at some other level, we each have our priorities. What is it that really we should dedicate the time for? In fact, on a day like today, when the assembly is already in session and uh, rightfully I should be sitting in the house answering questions or intervening in the debates, I would normally not have accepted any other invitation. But this is an invitation I simply couldn't refuse. Uh, It was very important to me that I came and spent some time with all of you today for historical reasons and for the future of our state, for historical reasons, because much like the founder of this college, the founders of the Dravidian movement, which included my ancestors, realized that the path to upliftment of society, the path to a harmonious and prosperous society, must lay through education and empowerment of all sections of the community which implied automatically the first priority should be women's empowerment women's education equal rights equal opportunities for women if 50 percent of the population is not empowered is not participating by definition you will not have a prosperous society so in that basis back in 1921 when there was the first government of the presidency of madras under the Dayaki model established by the Montague Chelmsford reforms. The Justice Party government of 1921 first enacted in India the right for women to vote, which had not been done till then. They then enacted a compulsory education, elementary education for all communities, for all people and all children male and female in 1921. If you look at where Tamil Nadu stands today, relative to any other state in India, we are a large, relatively rich, relatively affluent in terms of spending capacity, relatively good social development index, relatively good access to health care, relatively Less disparate society, the Gini coefficient, for those of you who study economics, is much lower than in other large rich states like Maharashtra or Gujarat. In fact, we can trace almost all of that back to one basic concept, and that is that women were given equal opportunity and women were given education. That is the foundation of all of Tamil Nadu's success in the last century. Therefore... Therefore, I am proud and pleased to be here because this is where we gain our strength from, from all of you. If you look at almost any other state in India, in fact, when the 15th Finance Commission, for those of you who study something about government, every five years we have a finance commission that decides how to allocate money between the union government and the states and which state should get how much. Of course, the richer states like us get very little money. In fact, we get very little of our tax money back. It's okay, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help the rest of our citizens who are not well off. But the problem has been for the last 25 or 30 years, they keep on taking more money from rich states and keep on giving it to poor states. And unlike in any other part of the world, This transfer of wealth does not narrow the gap, it keeps expanding. Tamil Nadu gets richer and richer, and UP and Bihar get poorer and poorer, despite transferring more and more lakhs of crores in that direction. And so I presented to the 15th Finance Commission the same value that I am here for today. And I said, what you are doing is you're not incentivizing the right outcomes. If you want a society to progress, You tell the government of UP, you tell the government of Bihar, we will give you money as a function of what percentage of girls under 10 are enrolled in school. (laughs) Then under 15, then under 18, then how many go to college? This is the basis for us giving you money because once we have women educated, empowered, equal rights to property, equal rights to employment, equal rights to start businesses and be entrepreneurs, then every other problem in society gets fixed. We don't have a population problem. We will not have a law and order problem. We will not have a productivity problem. All of the problems gets fixed if women are empowered, educated, and given equal access. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, that doesn't happen in much of India. But we are very, very sure. In fact, I would say for 100 years, since 1921, irrespective of which party came to power, sometimes it was the Justice Party, sometimes Swatantra, sometimes Congress, sometimes DMK, sometimes ADMK. The one good thing is none of us have ever walked back this principle, we have always kept this principle the same for hundred years. Now I'm going to talk about the future, I'm done talking about the past. All of you are extremely privileged. Of course, you're bright. Of course, you're hardworking. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here today. But you're also extremely privileged. Not everybody who's bright, not everybody who's hardworking, gets equal access to opportunity. Many people apply to great colleges. Some people get in, some others don't. All of you got admission, got a great education and with the support of your parents have come this far. In some sense, this is a day of celebration. It's a day of achievement. It's a day that you mark the end of one chapter of your life going through an undergraduate program. In some other sense, it is a day of beginnings. It is a day about the rest of your life. It is a day about your involvement in society as an adult and your impact of your on your family, your community, your society, and the future generations to come. And because you have been privileged, you need to constantly think about these things while you make your choices and act on them. In that sense, I would only urge two or three things of you. One, always remember that outcomes in life are determined by a lot of variables only some of which are in our control. I think I've done a good job. I think I've learned at the right places. I think I've worked hard. But in truth, I could have ended up on one of thousands of paths in life. I'm very blessed and fortunate that all the things came together, that I could be in this seat in the government and then come here today as the chief guest. So I must remember that many variables beyond my own capability play a part in my outcome. And that's the same for you. Why I say that is the more successful you get, the more you must remember to be humble, the more you must remember to be compassionate, the more you must consider putting back into society in your own small way, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your community. And that will build a much better society for all of us. The second thing I want to say is that the state of Tamil Nadu and the country of India needs you. You need to stay engaged. You need to get employed. You need to start new businesses. You need to be productive members of the formal economy. Too often we find people with the greatest quality of education like you then go into just a life of domestic kind of uh, focus and don't get engaged in society. So, I would urge you that the per capita productivity of the state, the future growth rate of the state is contingent on people like you with the work ethic, with the academic record, with the knowledge that you have gained in places like Etiraj, premier college here, that you must continue to be involved in the formal economy in every way possible. That is good for us as a state. It's good for us as a country. It's good for your families. It's good for your future. The last thing I would say is that institutions like Etiraj have an implicit pact with their students. You get to go to an institution of excellence that has functioned now for almost 75 years. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of people's efforts to create an institution of excellence. It can be easily destroyed one or two wrong people for a period of two or three years and the standards can slip. So it is very rare indeed to find institutions that have stayed this respected, this prestigious, this uh, effective in generating outcomes for this longer time. And so you have an implicit pact with your college that you must act in a way that increases the reputation and standing of your college Not necessarily in achievement alone, but in compassion, in consideration, in contributions that are larger than your own gain. With that, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Also, we have a lot of functions to finish, and I have to head back to the assembly shortly. But uh, let me just express again, for so many reasons. uh, Starting with the family link the founder of this college, with the synergy of our interests as a Dravidian movement in women's education and the mission of this institution, with in fact the uniqueness. If you look at many of the institutions of higher learning that are very respected, very prestigious, many of them were started by Christian missionaries or people who had come from outside, even in Chennai, in Madurai. It is very rare to find a college started by an Indian who had a global education and that has produced this kind of outcome. And uh, in some sense, my own path in life was uh, shaped by almost identical path to the founder of this college. My grandfather also went to the UK, studied, became a barrister, came back, joined public life, made an impact. So I've always felt this affinity, which I mentioned to Mr. Murli and every time I come. this is, I think the third or fourth time I've come in the last uh, 10 years. And so uh, I'm really happy. I thank you for inviting me on this important day. I wish all of you well. I pay my respects to your parents for having brought you this far. And I look forward to your contributions and achievements and your positive impact on society.